suggesting it was sabotaged or, you know, like they did it on well, purpose? Well, when I first moved in, we had a flood and that caused the flood. Was oh, the, so then that, that makes it I sound like it's not sabotaged. Well, like it just you could turn the water on and just leave it. This is the plaintiff, Marlene. She says she rented a garage apartment in a house owned by the defendant's mother. And when her son came to the house one day, she kicked her out and said he was moving in. When she told the woman she'd need more than a few days to move herself, her kid, and her boyfriend out, the man deliberately flooded the place. Everything she had was ruined. And she's suing for $5,000, the amount she's now out. This is the defendant, Andrew Pagliarulo. He says he gave the plaintiff 30 days to vacate the house, and the plaintiff did not comply. In the meantime, a pipe burst. It flooded the place. He had to cut the electricity off and had to have the plaintiff evicted. Bottom line, he doesn't owe the plaintiff a dime and is pretty sure the judge will agree. He's accused of lousy landlording. All parties, please use your right hand. What you are about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims and have their cases settled here before Judge Marilyn Millian in our forum, the People's Court. Be seated, come to order, please. Litigants have been sworn, Your Honor. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome, in. Marlene, you've asked us to omit your last name. You are suing Andrew Pagliarulo for $5,000, 4000 of it pain and suffering, and the rest of it, your damages for having to put things in storage, wasted food, U-Haul, movers, etc. because according to you, he should not have removed you from where you were living. Tell me what happened. In November, I rented this place from his cousin. I lived there for seven months. Did you have a, a lease? No, I didn't have nothing. So we it was went a month rent to, to month. rent. Okay. Right, month to month. Um, after seven months, I came home from work. He was in the driveway. He said that he's the owner's son. All right, fine. So he said he wanted the rooms because he was going to move in there with him and his wife and his kids, okay. which I lived in the garage part. Um, a week later, they decided that I should not be there no more. Okay. So then I said, you got to give me time to move out because I just can't move out. When were you told that you needed to move? In May, like the end of May. End of May. Yeah, like May 27th around there. Were you behind in rent? No. Okay. No, and I've had security there too, which I got back. But on, on that date, he said he wanted me out. Then a week later, the apartment mysteriously started flooding. Wait, it started flooding from where? Well, when the kitchen was in that area, they had a washer and dryer. So next to my kitchen was their washer and dryer hooker, which they turned on and the water kept coming. So I, that one day I I thought, mean, are you suggesting it was sabotage or, you know, like they did it on well, purpose? Well, when I first moved in, we had a flood and that caused the flood. Was oh, the, so then that, that makes I it sound ass- like it's not sabotage. Well, like it just you could happened. turn the water on and just leave it. So, so it's literally like turning a faucet on? Yes, basically. But you don't know if there was a washing machine on that side or there wasn't. And when you said, well, at the beginning, there was a leak that was from the washing machines. Well, then wh- how was that leak occurring? Somebody turned it on then yes. To, uh, yes. to ruin your life then, too? 
No, it was uh, it was a valve that was broken and that the people Aaron right. fixed it. So when he tells you to leave, according to you, it's at the end of May. According to you, it's when? Um, I, I believe it was May 15th. Do you have any evidence of when you told her to leave? Uh, I do have a letter. I did not tell her to leave. This is my mother's house. Whatever. Do you I have any evidence again. of when she was told that she wanted to leave? My mother. I mean, I presume you're the, your mother's representative here. Otherwise, why are you here? Is that correct? Yes. Does she know that this is about her house? Yes. Did she give you authority to go into the house and tell everybody they had to go? No, she just told me that I was allowed to move Did into the- Did she know that people were renting out her house? At the no. Ah, so she didn't even know the cousin was renting out no. the house. No, And what does the cousin say about all that? Does the cousin- Dad, well, well, what did you, wait a minute, what did you, did you say to your cousin, who do you think you are? What were you doing? We cannot get a hold of my cousin. She, she is split with MIA. the money? Yes. She is laying low. She's basically uh, saying that she had nothing to do with it. There's a police report that I have that I had the police. Uh, my sister, when this first started happening, went to the police and said, there's people in my mother's house, uh, believe that my cousin is moving people in there and accepting rent from these people. Why is there not somebody using it or my, renting it or something? Okay, well, my father passed away. Okay, I'm sorry. My uh, mother, you know, basically was at, in a hard time. A hard time emotionally. And she, she was having a hard time paying the electric bill and the water bill and the gas so bill. So she let the cousin live there in order to pay the bills? No. Okay. They all left. My mother closed up the house. Well, you're closing up a house is not like you know an envelope. You don't just somebody is, has to still pay a mortgage and yet not live there. No, no, that that that's still so happening. So who was paying the mortgage? My mother. And yet not living there. No. You want to come up and help out because I don't understand anything here. Go ahead. His, his grandmother is in Florida and she's suffering from Alzheimer's. His mother was taking a temporary break in Florida to take care of his grandmother. That's she an needed to clear her head. She was having a hard time after the death of his father. She was only going to go for probably six months. Okay. So we shut the house, closed it, you know, packed up her How stuff. How did the niece it. get in there to do? She had a key because she previously lived with his mother. So his mother left, went to Florida. Over the winter time, the niece went in and started. First, she rented it to Marlene. Then she rented another portion of the house to someone else. Then she rented. Did you guys even know she was living there? No. She wasn't living there. She was only renting the renting house. It out. She was living at her own house. She rented every bedroom. Every and bedroom. She's collecting some serious six. hubris to do this. How did you end up finding out? Uh, we went there because we, we decided that we wanted to move into the house with our kids. He got a job in the and city. And then it's like, who's been sleeping in my bed? We walked into the well, house. We hey, walked into the house. We went to the house. The keys didn't work. And, you know, we said someone changed the locks. Mm. And then we discovered all these people. So we have a police report. We went to the police that day. And then we had, do have a letter from his mother. A couple, so we, we went to the house and told them all they all have to go. Okay. His mother was you, never When received. did you tell everybody everybody's got to May go? May 2nd was the first day we told everybody. May 2nd. Did you ever put it in writing for them? His mother put it in writing writing on May 15th, and I personally handed that letter to every Each resident every in the person. house. Yes. All right. With if the, the person report. wasn't there, what did you do? I slid it under their door. Okay, so Marlene, um, according to you, it's May 27th, according to them, it's May 15th, and then what happens? When do you leave? Oh, what day? What? The end of July, Ju July probably. 
I, that's too much. And, and the beginning of July, maybe. I when did she after they we, started we, we, flooding us. There was yeah. an eviction case. His mother hired a lawyer. She was served a 10-day petition. What, when was that? That was July 8th. I never, it was the first notice. She was served. We gave you proof, and we also have proof of okay. service. So she served on July 8th. She, she was, was still there. She served on June 8th. Then, June 8th. Yep, June 8th. Then okay. she got another service for a court date for the actual eviction. was supposed to be July 21st. Okay. And then all of a sudden she left on her own with a U-Haul in the driveway on but, July 12th. So Okay, so July you know 12th. the date she left was yep, July 12th. Does that sound right? Uh, that sounds okay. right. So did you three pay weeks. rent in the month of June three weeks or now. July? For those three weeks now. Okay, she, July 12th is not three weeks. Do you understand that there's a month called June between May and July? They told me on May 27th I got to leave. Uh, even if it's May 20th, okay. So did you pay May rent? No. Did you pay April rent? I wasn't there for two months, though. I only lived there for three weeks for free. All right, so now they tell you you have to leave, and you have, I guess you're having trouble finding another place? Yes. All right. I went to real estates and stuff like that, so I asked them, could you give me time? I right. have three people and two cats. It's, you know what I mean? It's hard to find. They didn't give me 30-day notice. Then they started flooding me. Okay, they, how, and, and your evidence that they flooded, did you call the police or the yes, city when, when things got flooded? I got a police Do you have report. a picture of the flooding? Yes, I do. Have Let me see that. Can I show you on my phone? Yes, please. Yeah, because the, they took pictures off our phone. Our phone looks better. I got mildew. I had an inch, inch and a half of water, so I had to put all my stuff in uh, a storage unit. What happened with the flooding? Do you know? There's a broken pipe on her side of the apartment. On he, her side of the apartment? Yeah. And what was in. it? How, oh, wait a second. And how was it broken? We, we don't know what was going on with the house for seven months. We came in to fix up the house, and, you know, she said there's flood in the apartment, so he went and checked it Before out. Before that, they shut she my electric the police. off. The police saw Did that you ever shut a, the electric? The, the town building inspector shut the electric. That was on account of what? The on the account of there, there was a time that when I went into the house in June, I started making repairs to it, and when I opened up the breaker panel, there was a breaker in there that was overloaded with wires, so I had to take a break around in order to make that repair. She How long was the electricity She did off? not lose full power. She, lose, she lost partial power to a part of the garage. I believe it was maybe the upstairs. No, it's the whole downstairs. So she had extension cords strewn all over the apartment, and oh, then geez. when the water leak happened, she called the police, and they looked at it and said, this is unsafe. You need to What's leave. What's this? She was in, in the hospital, hospital because of the mildew. So they said, the, um, you need to find a new place to live. We can get you emergency housing. But they chose to stay there with no electric. How many days was it with no electric? 30 days until How they left. Days? 30 Three days weeks. until they left. The, the electric or the water I thought could it not. Was during a repair that you had it. No. The town inspector, the town building can inspector shut it off. Show me the off. town inspector it's shut the off the police report that we handed to you. I handed in a police yeah, report. They, they wouldn't give us another copy. I have one. I have one. Welcome back to the People's Court. Harvey Levin here. We are in Los Angeles. Decided to do this in front of the TMZ Hollywood tour bus because wanted to talk to tourists from all over the world about our cases. We'll start with this. Uh, so you got a woman who is renting a place that has no electricity for 30 days because the city turned it off. Does she have to pay rent if she lived there? No. Why? Because that's unlivable conditions. You can't really do a whole lot with that electricity. You can call it unlivable, but she lived there. The landlord's responsible for upkeeping the dwelling. She shouldn't have to pay. Huh. Okay, going inside the courtroom. So you want them to pay you $4,000 in pain and suffering, $405 for storage fees. I had to put all my stuff in storage. Yeah, but... Okay. Or it's going to get ruined. But you were there more than 30 days. At best, if June 30th is when your rights end, how is it that you are asking them to pay July and August storage fees? 
Why would anyone have to pay your storage fees? And the answer is they don't. The U-Haul, tell me, the U-Haul is because you had to move. Right, but you had to move. So you don't own the place. You're renting it month to month. So your weight, the movers, same problem. You, you don't get that. Wasted food is because of what? Because of the when electricity shutdown? Shut yeah. And the electricity, according to the police, was shut off by the building Ours inspector. Was shut off also. You they know? shut it off just to push me out of their apartment. I hear what you are saying to me, but I see that it's different. You're telling me they shut it off before, but then I'm reading... Reporting Officer Miller observed a hazardous condition in that there was about one inch of water throughout the apartment with numerous electrical boxes and wires running through the same. Power to the garage area was turned off by the authority of the building inspector. What are you suing them for? You want them to pay you five grand. Why? I want them to pay for what they did to me. I mean... She never paid rent to his mother once since the day she moved. I never paid... Hold on, hold on, hold on. What's the relationship between you two? My daughter. Okay. What happened to you that I see you wearing a nebula? Um, I have asthma, and because I was breathing in the mold. You have asthma, and you you stayed there? I had no other place to go. But that's so hazardous for your health. my cats, I'm not leaving. That's my family. Oh, it's about the cats. I'm not going to leave my family. No, no, no. You should be hospitalized They gave us the Hamptons. Emergency house to the Hamptons. You know how far the Hamptons is to... Can I have emergency housing in the Hamptons? (laughs) (laughs) How do I get to work? Okay. Listen, I'm sorry for your situation, but that doesn't entitle you to have them pay you $5,000. In fact, you are not counterclaiming for rent for the time that no, she was there. No, we're not counterclaiming for rent. None of the damage, none of the things they stole when okay, they left. Okay, we're done. <laughs> On this lawsuit, verdict for the defendants. Good luck, folks. Thank you, Your Honor. Well, what are you thinking coming out of the courtroom when you heard that gavel come down for the defendant there? It, it is what it is, I guess. <laughs> are you serious? That's all you've got after all that? I wanted, you know, pain and suffering for what they did. I didn't, you know, I shouldn't have lived like that, which they did. You Why'd know? you hang in there that long? I know where to go. Asthma? Cats? Mm. <laughs> mm. I love my cat. <laughs> my baby. Okay. All right, so step right in here. I'm satisfied how this is. Uh, Oh, yeah, I think everything went pretty well, you know. I mean, uh, the evidence was there. Obviously, they weren't supposed to be there, so uh, what happened was uh, was good. What do, you do is, uh, what do you do with the place now? The place now, we still have to fix a lot of stuff up that was damaged, and uh, basically, me and her are trying to make a life with our kids there. Good luck. Thank Over you. to Harvey. By the way, if the landlord did this out of revenge, shut off the electricity, he'd be in big trouble. What was the mantra again? If you stay, you pay. I love it. That's like a 60s mantra, right? Stay, you pay. Stay, you pay. Keep going. Going back inside the courtroom for the next case. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Whether it's routine maintenance and emergency repair or a dream project, Angie lets you compare quotes from multiple local pros, browse homeowner reviews, and even book a service instantly. Angie's been connecting people with skilled pros for nearly 30 years. So the next time you have a home project, bring it to Angie to get your job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. This is the plaintiff, Nicole Levy. She says the defendant picked up her neighbor's daughter and slammed her into the hood of her car, denting it. The force also dented her fenders. The defendant's refusing to accept responsibility. She wants her car repaired and is suing for the $1,373.98 she is owed.
These are the defendants, Erica and Naisha Chambers. Erica says her daughter, Naisha, was playing with a neighbor's kid and that kid bumped into the plaintiff's car. She agreed to pay something to the plaintiff because her kid was outside playing with everyone, but now the plaintiff has upped the price, has tacked on extra damage, and should be ashamed of herself for trying to make a quick buck off of her. They're accused of not taking responsibility. All parties, please raise your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case in the docket, the plaintiff says the defendant's daughter slammed the plaintiff's daughter into the hood of the car and dented it. But the defendant says the kids were playing and the plaintiff is using this as an opportunity to make money. It's the case of slam, bam, pay me, ma'am. Thank you. Nicole Levy, you are suing Erica Chambers and Naisha? Yes. So Naisha Chambers for $1,373.98 in damages that you say Naisha did to your car. Tell me what happened. Um, on the 6th, Sunday on the 6th of September, I um, parked my car in front of her house, and the kids was all out there playing, and all I remember is hearing a loud sound, and when I turned, her daughter was into my car because of the playing. Her daughter put, got her, like, slammed her into my car. Slammed her into your car. Did you actually see her doing anything? No, not see, like, no. So you didn't see what actually happened? No. Okay, who did? She did? Okay, come on up. So go ahead. Um, my daughter is Ariana Newsom, and um, her daughter, I call her Nai-Nai, but her name is Nairisha, and they were playing, they were swinging each other, you know, holding hands and swinging each other around. Okay. And when Nairisha had a hold of my daughter's arms, she let her go, like she, looked like she threw her into the car. When she smacked into the car, she folded backwards where she had did damage on the hood and the side panel of her front car door. Okay, it was what so, were they doing? They were, they were playing like, you know, nicely, they, yeah. but then she let her, go let her go and sent her flying. Yes. And how far was she? did she fly to get to the car? Um, she flew a good... A good like, what? <laughs> like a few good steps, because she hit hard. When she hit hard, everybody at her uncle's birthday party, because she had her uncle's birthday party at her house, everybody stopped. That's how loud the bang was. Everybody stopped doing what they doing. It was like, oh my God, is she okay? She didn't make a noise. She didn't move. She didn't do anything. She just was like, she on the ground or was she on the she on was the car? just there. She was sinking like sliding down on the ground. Okay. My son and Nicole's son had helped her up, and when she was like, "I don't touch me," that's when I was looking at. Did Erica, she like, have any oh injuries? No, she didn't. Okay. Thank God for that. But she didn't have any injuries. But they had helped her to get to the house. Come on. How old is she? She's thirteen. Okay. Let me hear from her. Can you come on up? Can you switch? Hi. Hi. I need you to stand behind the microphone. There you go. What's your name? Ariana. Okay, Ariana. How long have you and Nini? Naisha. Naisha. Well, I thought there was a nickname. Naisha known each other. Well, for about almost like a year, but we were friends when we were little kids, but we just like met Hadn't up again. Hadn't seen each other? Okay. So what happened that day? We were all at the party and we were playing back and forth and as we were swinging each other back and forth, um, as she let go, I slammed into the car. Okay, why, why did she let go? Like, we just let go of each other. And then you both go like careening? Yeah, kind of. Like, was that the fun of it? Yeah, basically. How many times had you done that? Mm, a couple times before I got slammed into the car. Okay, so she, obviously she didn't mean to slam you into the car. No. Uh, all right, so you, when you get slammed into the car, what does she do? 
like she was like oh my gosh are you okay she started she asked kept asking are you okay and i was like yeah i just don't want nobody touching me because it started my back was really hurting and i just like my brother and her son had took me home and i just laid down for a couple of hours and then i told my mom i was like i don't have to go to the hospital i was fine because i really it really didn't hurt after a while okay all right naisha tell me what happened when we were playing, we were swinging each other around. How old are you? 14. Okay. Gosh, you're a big 14. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Go ahead. When we were swinging each other around. I can't tell who's... This is your daughter? I like it's yes. hard. It, first of all, you both come dressed in plaid. You got like the same same outfit on, and then, and then you have the same hairdo. And I, I don't know who the mother and who the kid is. Go ahead. We were playing and seeing each other around, and when we we had let go a few times before she slammed into the car. First few times we fell on the grass and started laughing, and we got up again and did it. But last time when she fell into the car, I got I got real guilty, and I got and I started feeling really sad that she slammed into the car because I let her go. Do you have pictures of the damage? I do. Yeah. yeah. And you run into the mom, and you tell her, "Listen, I understand." that Naisha slammed. She said that her door couldn't open. Mm -hmm. Her door is clearly open. I also have estimates and she came to my car and I brought her to my car to show her how my door could not open and how the paint was rubbing off the side. I also have estimates for that one. Okay, let me see the, the estimates for the damage to your car. And, and let I me have see the pictures, pictures of my car and how she slammed into it. When she came, I tried to open the door and I showed her it herself. So for her to say that, Knowing she came to my car the Does next the day. Does the car door her. not open right now? No, it's open now because I also have estimates, 150, that I also came to her house when I showed her the estimates about having to get the door open. She came the next day and Did I showed her. Did you pay her. the 150? Yes. Okay. And, but you didn't get the other damage no, to the I car fixed? No, Okay. Wow. That was a big a dent in that car. So two kids are horse playing. If one kid damages property, is the parent responsible to the other? I don't feel that they're responsible because they're children and they don't know any better and it's bound to happen. What about parents though? If the car gets damaged, someone's gotta pay. Well, yeah, somebody does have to pay, but that's why you have insurance. Mm. Oh, that's a cop out. That's a big cop out. I hate insurance answers going inside the courtroom. Let me ask you this though. Uh, it sounds like nobody was being malicious. Um, the two kids are just as guilty of doing the exact mm -hmm. same thing. They're swinging around, swing your partner round and round, letting go and giggling and you know, greatest oldest kid game ever. It just so happens that you let her go at a bad time or you guys let go of each other at a bad time and then she went hurling into your car. But I gotta be honest with you, to me it's like, you know, it's the, both kids are doing the exact same act. You have five messages. Uh, <laughs> do you have the, the estimate from the... Oh my God. I should read them to see if any of them is, what's that judge doing? <laughs> did anybody um, think about going through insurance? You don't want your... Yes, I did, yeah. but I don't have collision. Mm -hmm. So when I did call my insurance company, unfortunately, since I don't pay for a collision, right. they couldn't do... This is where collision comes in handy. Oh, I didn't know that, but no, now I do. I, I understand. No, you have a perfect right to go ahead and sue whoever is, is responsible. And here's the thing, too. In my estimation, they are both equally responsible. That does not mean that she can't just sue one party. When two people do something and it results in damage, the two people are jointly and severally responsible, which means each of them are responsible for the entire thing. You can, that side can pick who they wanna sue. Now, 
You have a lawsuit against the mother and the daughter. There I didn't in- know it was against the, I would have never sued the kid. No, you have to sue the kid. I mean, it's a good thing, a good thing that you amended it to include the child <laughs> because there's only parental liability in certain circumstances. And you live in the state of New York where it's very, very specific that parents are only responsible in certain instances, none of which apply here, okay, when they put a dangerous instrumentality. I, I give the keys to my car to my 14-year-old and tell her to go get some milk. Or I let, you know, mm-hmm. that's when parents are responsible or when the child is so young they shouldn't be outside alone and the parents are supposed to be watching them outside and supervising them but when somebody's 14 and playing outside that is not one of those situations the case against the mom is dismissed however the case against Naisha is not and for the reasons that I described previously I am ordering her to pay you the one thousand three hundred and seventy three dollars and ninety eight cents um you need to get a summer job or you need to get a job because this is on you. This is how it works. And you have the option to go ahead and sue her for half of it because the two of you were playing and that's how this ended up happening. All right, good luck, folks. Thank you. My phone and stuff. Here comes the defendant out of the courtroom. Well, the plaintiff has won this case and the defendant's right here. Come on over uh, a little bit. Uh, you're really the one who this was all about. The decision is on you and what's your feeling now? Um, I'm okay, mainly for the fact that I know I'm still going to be friends with them when this is all over. Because by tomorrow, we're going to go, we won't go to go back outside and start playing. We're just going to be careful what we play now. All right, so, Mom, anything you want to say to your daughter? I love you, and stop playing on people's cars. <laughs> I know you didn't mean it. All right, head around the corner here. Thanks. All right, so step on in here. Uh, you satisfied now how this comes out? Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Not that I wanted to sue her daughter, though, because I know it wasn't maliciously done, but like she said, why would I have to eat that? It's not fair. Okay, so justice has been done. Uh, come on in a little bit. What have you learned out of this whole experience? Not to play around cars, especially when you're being swung around. <laughs> All right. Harvey. Okay, Kurt, uh, FYI, the reason that people sue kids is that judgments are generally good for 10 years and they can even be extended. That will do it for this case. Litigants for the next case on the way into the courtroom right now. This is the plaintiff, John Maglio. He says he and the defendant were friends in high school 30 years ago and recently reconnected. He hired him to do some contracting work. They got into an argument and then the guy fired him. He put in 50 hours of work for the defendant. The man hasn't paid him a dime, so he's here in the name of the little guy who always seems to get pushed around and is suing for the $1,000 he's owed. This is the defendant, Daniel Kriz. He says the customer was very unhappy with the painting work the plaintiff did. He refused to go back and make it right and had to pull other workers off jobs to fix the plaintiff's mistakes. If anyone's out of money here, it's not the plaintiff, it's him. He's accused of painting a friend into a corner. The defendant's father countersuit for $1,850. Money owed for additional work needed, plus missed work. All parties, please get your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case in the docket. These litigants were friends in high school three decades ago. The plaintiff did paint contracting work, got fired and didn't get paid, but the defendant says he was a slacker. It's the case of Hugh Stink. Thank you, Doug. You brought your posse here. Huh? All these witnesses or moral support? Witnesses. Okay. 
All right, Mr. Maglio? Maglio. Maglio, you are suing Daniel Kriz, and Daniel Kriz, is it Kriz? Yes, ma'am. Contracting for $1,000 that you say he owes you in unpaid labor. You are counterclaiming against him $1,850 for having to redo the job plus the people that you are, your employees having to come to work today. Correct. All right, what happened? I had worked for uh, Mr. Kriz April of 2015. I was working at uh, several different jobs for him. We were bouncing around, and I had. Uh, now you two knew each other in high school. Yes. Yes. All right. We and seen so each you other reconnected after having no contact. Where at the reunion? No, just okay. uh, through Facebook. Uh, okay. My sister-in-law seen he was looking for a taper, so I contacted him. I do taping and painting. Okay. Um, so you, so you reach out to him, and then we, you start working for him yep, from we July working. until April, and then what happens in April? April comes and uh, we get into a, an argument over the phone that he had wanted me to have left that job I was on to meet up with him to finish or to help him with a job he was at. I didn't understand that I was supposed to drop everything right then and there and go. He never gave me a specific time or so, I assumed. So there was a misunderstanding between the two of you and then what happened? Well, we got to an argument on the phone and he, he fired me and has refused to pay me ever since. Uh, for the 50 hours owed to me. Then he claims that uh, I did shady work at this job. At just at the last job? Yes. Not in all the other jobs that you did for him? Right. Okay. All right. Uh, so how much, according to you, does he owe you? $1,000 for my labor. Okay. What's going on? Um, <clears throat> bottom line is I called the, he was looking to get paid. I said, let me call the customer. I called the customer. She is a real estate agent. She works from, leaves seven, eight o'clock in the morning, doesn't get home till nine, 10 o'clock at night. She's real. I haven't really looked at the work. I've been very busy. We get there. We had moved sconces away from the windows and patched the walls and it was like a Roja red pearl finish. And you can't just tape that and blend them in. You got to paint from corner to corner. You cannot blend that. You can't because just- Because you'll like see we the brush took, strokes. Yeah, we moved the sconces. Do you have sconces. a picture of what you're referring to? No. Do you have a, uh, an affidavit from the owner of the no. home saying that she's unhappy? My witnesses who came there the and people spent who two days fixing it all. The people who work for you, right? Right. Okay, so go ahead. Um, and then there was other areas in that same room. The trim was had to be repainted because he had wall paint on the trim paint, which was white. The ceiling paint, there was several different paints because we had been doing work in all different rooms. So each paint can was in each room. Somehow, whether they got mixed up or whatever, the right paint didn't go back on the ceiling, like a pearl gray finish went on the ceiling where the hi-hats used to be. So it was like nine spots on the ceiling. I would have taken pictures. I didn't think it was gonna come down to us coming Well, if to you're gonna decide court. not to pay a guy for 50 hours of work, it's gonna come down to this. It, well, it is. It's I offered him the opportunity to come back and do it, and he told- to, What was the to, argument about when he left you uh, waiting somewhere? It was about, I called him up and said, hey, listen, John, I need help on this other job, because I have seven guys working for me. They couldn't make it. They were working way down in Westchester County. This was up in Dutchess County. He was working across the river at Marlboro at another customer of mine's house. I said, meet me up there so we can get this done tonight, because I can't afford to put any more time into this job. Okay. And I, I'm sitting up at the job, sitting up at the job, where are you? I didn't know you wanted me to come right there, drop what I'm doing. Yeah, I did. I called you up, said, meet me there. <laughs> okay. I need help. Right. He started yep. me over the phone. Yeah, were you uh, cursing at him? We had, I don't remember exactly what was said, but yeah, he, 
I'm sure I did say a and few. But why? Why would you say that to your boss and then all of a sudden you get fired? Like, what? according to you, what was well, he saying to you really, that made we you lose really, it? We weren't really, go ahead. Not really a boss? We weren't really boss. We've been friends since we were this big. What, what made you snap? Because of the way he was treating me on the phone. Just that one time? Oh, I've had to deal with a lot of stuff working So according to you, he was abusive. So good idea, bad idea to hire friends. Bad idea. Why? Because you can't miss business with pleasure. Is that really true that you can't hire a friend? No. Is that true? Yeah, and lovers either. <laughs> friends and lovers. Ah, interesting. By the way, really smart, going inside the courtroom. Let me hear, who are the employees who went to the home in question? Well, there was three. One's on, on vacation in Georgia. Okay. You got Travis and Come on Mike. up, Travis. You got a last name, Travis? No, you can Valella. stay. You can stay with Valella. Valella. Okay, so do you remember hearing about all this stuff when it was happening? I heard about it, but I didn't really know too much of like. Did you the know him? Had yes. you worked with him on? I have, yes. So, how did you first hear about the problem between the two of them? Well, he, Danny, told me that we needed to go back to a job and finish it because. John didn't do it properly, so we had to repaint the ceiling and walls and trim and everything. Okay, so how long were you there doing that? Uh, took about two days. Two days? How yeah. big was that room? It was a pretty big room, but I had to put like three coats of paint on it, so it needs time to dry. All right, I have a question for you. Um, what was he supposed to do in those 50 hours? He was talking? left to do the dining room, walls and ceilings. Is dining room the red room? Yes, okay. there was a piano room, we called it. There was a pantry okay, hold on, wall. Hold on, hold on. He was left to do the dining room and that was patching, taping, smoothing, painting. painting. Correct. And also the ceiling. What right. about in the piano room? Same thing. And any other rooms? Uh, the pantry, we had to, we completed that. He was supposed to fi finish painting it. He never moved the appliances or anything out of the way. He just painted as far as he could get behind them. What, what appliances are you referring to? Washer dryer. Okay. So he, so those are easily pulled out, and he did not paint behind no. that. Did you see that? Did you see that the washer dryer hadn't been pulled forward? Me personally, no. No. How about you? Yes. Come on up. Can you guys switch? What's your name? My name is Maciej Kusiewicz. Okay. We'll leave it at that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> did you see that the washer dryer had not been pulled yes, out? Yes, I heard Dan me and Danny, we together took this machine out. And, and then you saw I, that he I, had just painted yeah, around it? I have it? to paint everything. That's kind of really bad. Did you do that? I, I did what I was told to do. Paint Someone told you don't pull the washer dryer out? He said it, reach it takes, back. That, this is a part that kills me because it literally takes another 10 minutes of your life. And But if you're the homeowner and one day you have a repair, you have to pull that washer dryer out and you have to see that and then you have to hate humanity because it's five minutes. Somebody told you do it that way? Yes, Danny, just like with the ceiling I used to paint, he gave me to use on the ceiling in the dining room. And he told me just paint the... the the stained areas, not to paint the entire ceiling. And I informed him we needed to paint the entire ceiling. Okay. He says you told him to do a crappy job. <laughs> you can ask any one of my men. I work in very high-end homes. We do not do any well, crappy work. We have a piano work. room. I'm kind yeah, of supposing that nobody's going to tolerate somebody painting around job. a washer dryer. Yeah. And clearly that wasn't going to fly because he had to devote the manpower to go back and do it. <sighs> When you went back there to that house, how long did you guys spend there fixing stuff? Two days. I was at the same time. How do you figure time. that two days should be $1,200 for you? 
when 50 hours isn't a thousand for him. I'm not, I'm not following you. Uh, I'm not following you. Um, <laughs> go ahead and have a seat. Can I see you again? You're almost done. You have a look like you would rather be on Mars than continue to be questioned by me. What specifically did you have to repair of his work? I specifically painted the ceiling in the dining room. That's the red room? Yes. Right? And then I... How long did it take to paint the ceiling? I don't know, an hour to an hour and a half each coat, but you have to give it... How many coats did you have to give it? Three. What I don't get is, oh, so the person's not home, but what is? what do you suspect that he's not even showing up for work? Because how long does it take to do what you say is the way he left it? I don't know what he was doing when I was, wasn't there. I wasn't there. We because were you were job. never checking up on him? I wasn't there. I, I didn't have any problems with him. There, there goes to, there's so a whole nother. So what do you nother, think happened? There's a whole nother scenario that goes along with the, the, the timeline leading up to this with him going to my client's house and begging them for money. And I have a really good client that I have 85% of my work for. He sat down at their office for an entire day trying to borrow $3,000 just a couple weeks before all of this transpired. Ah. Aha. And how did you find that out? But this is old, a different he, client, right? He didn't right? want to tell me because at the time John was still working for me. And he, well, I'm not taking any, I don't know why he did what he did on this job. But up until that point, I had no problems with him. Had you already scolded him for that when yeah. this stuff happened? I didn't say anything to him because I was because he was still working for this client in homes and stuff. So we were like, let's just not do anything about it right now. See where it goes. But then he was over at another customer of mine's house in the driveway in the dark, <laughs> waiting to borrow money off of her. And I was like, oh my god, that's when a I got different the call. customer. A different customer, yes. All right, but. If you were having those kinds of problems, because that's a little It was a bad, little odd. Then why weren't you supervising more of those last 50 hours that he was working for you and heading over there? Because you had enough to worry about that would make you go supervise. I was busy. That's all I can tell you. I was doing 80, 90 hours a week like I do. I mean, it's killing me to be here because I'm losing money. Aren't you having fun? <laughs> no, not really. Let me give you a piece of advice as a businessman. Do you have a telephone? Yes. Okay, does it take pictures? It does. It's not just for nasty pictures. It's also for evidence. A, a, a disgruntled former employee who paints just around the washer dryer? Yeah, that's a red flag. I'd probably take some video. Well, that's where it all came to a head right yeah. there. Yeah, I got it. Um, I have a question for you. Was there anything that he did in that 50 hours that was worth it? Uh, the, there was a couple bedrooms. There was like seven bedrooms upstairs. The upstairs was pretty good. It was the downstairs main living area that was jacked up. Okay, so there were bedrooms that he did in that week and those 50, that 50 right. hours? Okay, all right. Uh, based on what I'm listening, let me tell you something. This is not a science, this is an art, you know? I'm gonna order you to pay him partial wages, okay. um, not what he's asking for, and your counterclaim against him, zero. I'm gonna order you to pay him $500 net judgment in favor of the plaintiff, not the full amount that he's asking for, because I think that you've proven to me that plenty of it had to be redone. I'm, I'm still floored at the washer dryer thing. I, I'm just floored. $500 verdict for the plaintiff. That's my verdict. Judgment. Thank you. What? Nothing on the counterclaim for the defendant and half for the plaintiff on his claim. Uh, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Nothing. I think I should have won the whole thing because the whole place was jacked up. I mean, it wasn't just the washer dryer area. She took that as literal. That, that was my biggest concern, but it wasn't. All right, you went in there, you walked into the courtroom, 
as a businessman and you walk out of this courtroom, how are you changed as a businessman now? Well, I need to document all my work now. I mean, I shouldn't have to, but apparently in this day and age, I do. All right. Thank you. All right, this way. All right, so that... Uh, that leaves the plaintiff coming out here, Mr. Payne around the washing machine. What's uh, do what I was told to do. And so you sh say to him, I'm not going to do it like that. I, my, I, I shouldn't have. You're right. I shouldn't have. But that, you know, he got what he wanted. You think you come out looking OK here? No, but I want some of my money back. It's better than nothing. Let's go to the street. Okay, you know, a lot of people who get in these disputes go to court. There are a lot of states that have labor commissions where you can go to the labor commission and it's more informal, you don't have to pay any money, and sometimes it's faster. You can file a complaint if you think you're owed wages.